horoscope did say to take up a new hobby. I told him to pick up a hobby. Get a hobby, would you? Everybody needs a hobby. Pick up a new hobby, like skydiving or dirt bike riding. I guess we have to get those hobbies going. It's a hobby of mine. It's a hobby, really. What are your other hobbies? I like to chew on shoes. You and me got the same hobby. I love it. It's my biggest hobby. I love it. So what are your hobbies? Hey, it's Todd from The Evening Edge with another installment of Todd Needs a Hobby. I'm looking for a new hobby, and I'm talking to listeners about their interesting and unusual hobbies. And joining me on the podcast, Rob Stecker. Rob, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. It is a real pleasure to talk to you. Oh, well, I appreciate that. It's nice to talk to you as well. Uh, well, thank you. You got a great show, a real fun, real fun program. Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, I, you know, I, I'm just looking for people who have different and unusual hobbies um, because I, I would like to find, uh, you know, a hobby that I can get into. But I also find hobbies just very interesting. And the thing that uh, and Rob, I'm just getting right into this. I hope you don't mind. Sure. No, that's fine. <laughs> the uh, the thing that I loved about your email that you originally sent me. It mm-hmm. was like uh, you're into plastic uh, military model building. You're into uh-huh. uh, scotch. You're Correct. into theater. And Correct. you're into beekeeping. Yes. I mean, what <laughs> else is left, Rob? <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, very, that's awesome. Very eclectic. Very eclectic. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of came to those uh, really uh, more... From a different angle than just kind of saying I wanted to do something different, um, and what's really what would really intrigue me about your your show when you were talking about hobbies is I understand the place you're in exactly because I was in the exact same place in the last couple of years. And um, explain that. Explain I, that to me. Explain that. Yeah. Well, um, I was working at a, a very stressful position. And I was working a lot of hours, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm, I'm 57 now, and I, I just, you know, I'm driving home, and I just told myself, you know what, this, there, there's got to be more to what's going on with my life and how I spend it than just this stressful work. Right. And it, it just, I said, what is it? I need to find something for me. And uh, so I talked to my wife a little bit about it. She's got some really neat hobbies, and and so, you know, we have time together, we can talk, and really I had, like you, didn't have much to talk about, um, and she did. And uh, so I looked at it and I said, well, well, what are the things that I want? And what I did was I approached it from a different view. I, I, I looked at it as what I want from my hobbies is that I want something, uh, and it didn't, could be more than one thing, obviously it is, that I can do at different times of the year, I wanted to do a, I wanted to do a hobby that I could do either inside or outside, so it wasn't weather restrictive. Right. And and I also wanted uh, to be able to do something that was a hobby that I could that I didn't have to start and finish all at the same time, um, so that I could do something, get it started, and I could let it sit, and I could come back in a week or or whatever, so that the the hobbies fit my lifestyle, and they also fit my, my interest, my impulse at the moment. What do I want to do? And so really the, the first three that you mentioned um, really fit that mold, and so I went with those because I had some history with it. And that, the, 
those things were items, were hobbies that I wanted to know more about. Right. I wanted to, I wanted to get better at doing and that, um, that, that would be something that would fit those, those criteria that I wanted. And so all of those did that. And so I've been very, very happy with those. Well, I, I, I'm impressed mm-hmm. with how much thought you put into it. You know, like one of the things that I've struggled with is that mm-hmm. I'm a very creative person and almost everything that I have ever attempted to do, quote unquote, as a hobby has right. sort of been creative. And okay. that's because that's just the direction that I'm led but my wife, she's she's made this this point before. She's like, you need to do something that doesn't necessarily exercise that muscle because you're always using that muscle. It's like, ah. you know, when I come in every day, I am I'm I'm not just look, you know, a, a lot of people don't maybe understand what it is to to do a show like this. I'm going through tons and tons and tons of news articles every day and finding what I want to talk about and then rewriting everything for me and how it works for me. And then if I, if I want to do a silly parody or I want to create an opening or whatever it is, that's all for me. That's, that's my art. And I don't mean to be highfalutin about it, but that's my art and that's how I express myself. So I, I don't want to necessarily do that all the time because I get it wears you out after a while. Right. Right. It does. It does. It, you know, and your wife's right in, in a certain point that you you're, you're exercising those same muscles all the time. So, yes, it does does wear you out. And, you know, I, I know exactly what you mean. Um, so you got to step out. And, and I, I will tell you that. um the, the 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 plastic model making was easy to go to. Right. Um, I had history with it. It's I enjoy it. It's a very singular thing to do, and with greater skill, I could learn how to be better at it, and it would be fun. The the scotch, well, that's fun. It could be social, and it could be by yourself learning about it. Right. Um, but the one thing, the the, the community theater, working with that, um, that one hit me at a left field, and. Now, that happens to be creative, but that you may have something in your life that you have, when you grew up, you saw it, something that gave you joy uh, in school or in private life or whatever it was, that maybe perhaps you just said, no, I'm not going to explore that any further. That, that was yeah. neat, that was fun, but that's not what I'm going to do. And I had done that with theater. I mean, going through high school and, and college and, and all others and, and, and younger life, I, I always enjoyed kind of that thing was stuck in the back of my head. And then about four and a half years ago, I went and I saw this uh, program. It's called Kryptonite Radio Theater, where they actually put on like old time radio plays. Oh, with, that's cool. Uh, theater yeah. audience. Yeah. Ah, it, it was awesome. And I just loved it. And in my mind, I just said, you know what? I'm going to say yes. Who cares no matter what happens? Right. I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to try this journey. There's no, uh, there's no reason not to. There's no downside. Yeah. And, so, and so I said yes, and I approached them and, and, and got connected with it, and it just opened up a whole new part of me 
that really challenged me, especially when I got into doing a stage play where I had to learn um, a lot of lines. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, one of them, I had to learn 95 pages of script. Wow. I mean, 90, yeah. 90, 95 pages out of 120 pages of the script I was on. And um, <laughs> so it, it was it was really hard. Yeah. yeah. But, but you know what, though? I got so much out of it. I mean, the, the personal growth and the expansion of my mind of, of you know, life. Yeah, no, I, I totally different things I could do. Totally get that. Now, one of the other things you, you mentioned in your, your email, which I'm, I'm kind mm-hmm. of interested in, is this beekeeping. Now, what, where did that come from? I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of the bees, you know, and I don't, uh, I don't, uh, I don't kill them. I don't, you know, try to chase them away or whatever. I'm not really concerned about them. Um, but I find that very interesting and I know that they're a very integral part of our, uh, ecosystem and a lot of people don't necessarily realize that maybe more recently now, because it's kind of been in the news the last, you know, five, 10 years, whatever, but mm-hmm. um, but how did you get into that? I mean, what what inspired you to become a, an amateur beekeeper? <laughs> that that is a really fun story, and it's totally uh, a credit to my wife because my mindset on the topic, you know, the the bees themselves and the, the uh, integral part they play in the environment. All of what you just said, absolutely true, and you know what was present in my mind. And I've always had a fascination, you know, with them. I thought they were a really neat insects and all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, we've just moved here um, in October. And, you know, part of that new stuff you get in the mail um, was part of the Kettering uh, Municipal Recreation right, um, right. Complex. Thing. Yeah. And we we're new and we wanted a place where we could go to a pool and work out and do all those things. Well, <laughs> we're sitting there at the dining room table and that day in the mail that we got that new brochure, welcome to Kettering. And, and here's this, this brochure packet about the rec center. And my wife opens it up and inside the front cover is sign up now for beekeeping 101. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks at me and smiles, uh, rolls the paper over to me. And she goes, well, here you go. What yeah. You look at this? She wanted to just yeah. see you in one of those outfits. That's what she wanted. Oh, oh, I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, she's secretly holding that. that she's a, lust for she's the a, that's right. She's had a lust for the for beekeepers for years, and finally, her dreams are coming true. That's awesome! Exactly. Oh my yeah. god! Oh, definitely. So I read that, and it's right there at the rec center. Yeah. And um, I I took that and fabulous group, and it, it really surprised me um, that there is, is such a. Um, a group of beekeepers here in Ohio yeah, yeah. is pretty interesting. And we, we've got um, a, an acre and three quarters, so, and we've got some woods, and it, it, it's perfect. So we can get the, the bees out there, get a couple hives, and it's great for the, the neighborhood and the flowers. And I mean, you know, yeah. you know all, the, all the good stuff. Right. And it's something that will take some time, but, but it won't, I won't be ruled by it, which is really nice. And so it, it's a really a fascinating thing. In fact, I just placed the order and got my hives, and uh, I'll get my bees in here probably in uh, last part of April. So I'm really looking forward to it. And um, that is so yeah, interesting. So- that is so interesting. I saw not long ago there something popped on the TV, and it had to do with beekeeping, and um, the fact that th- that there are companies that will sell you like queens 
mm-hmm. right? Like if you can, um, correct that that like you they'll send it to you and through the mail, and you open it up and it's a little box and there's a, a queen alive inside this box. And right. the one the one episode that I saw and I I don't remember what it was. It might have been like a. Um, one of those, uh, I don't want to say outdoor survival shows, but it's one of these shows right. where people live out in the woods or maybe, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Alaska or something. Yeah. yeah. Living off the grid, I think might have been it. But okay. they had they had a um, they had a beehive where something was something was going wrong. There was a problem with it. And uh, right. I don't know if the bees were acting crazy <laughs> or what, but th- <laughs> but somebody suggested, well, maybe you need to change the queen. Mm-hmm. So this guy, you know, went in there and he found the queen, uh, pulled it out and put the other one in. Problem taken care of. I thought, well, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, you know, it really is, Todd. Um, you know, I um, I went through it and the, the classes were great, and it it shows you how the queen, um, you know, queen. In the hive, you get the queen, one of those. Yeah. If there's other queens, she'll kill the she'll kill those, and she'll be the only one. And then you've got the workers, and then you've got um, the uh, the drones, which are the male male bees, and that's it. And yeah. you've got a little society that's created in it, and it's really cool. And what I learned was the bee the queens really only live four to six years, and so you and so it, they t- teach you how to watch the hive and the things to look for. Mm-hmm. And and you're right when uh, if it's not not working right as you do your inspections of the hive, you can see if it's healthy or not. And you know one of the things I learned is like when they swarm, they're not mad; they just have run out of room, which is why you've got to have additions to your hive that you can add to it when it starts to get too full. Interesting. Yeah, they'll, they'll they'll wait for a little bit, and they're like, "Ah, it's too it's too tight in here. We're yeah. we're moving on up." So that's why they will swarm. It's very very interesting. I'm getting actually getting my my bees from a local person because I want the the bees to have been raised with the the local um, foliage, and I also the bee the the queen will be a mated queen. If you buy just a queen and add it to the hive, that's an unmated queen. And you have to look at different things because of the pheromones, and sometimes they will accept her, and sometimes they won't. It's just, right. it's just fascinating to me, really. Yeah, I mean, coming from a little insect, what what kind of a society they set up? Yeah, that it is. Uh, it is very interesting. Is it is it expensive to do this? I mean, um, great question. Um, there is, as far as once you're set up, um, expenses for a year probably anywhere from 100 to 200 dollars for a whole year well that's but not the, bad no it's yeah. not really it really isn't and um but the setup you know which with most things i mean if i want to go bowling i'm gonna have to buy a ball and buy right right and buy all yeah other stuff. yeah well if you're gonna if you're gonna you know do the the bees you need to get a couple of hives and you get the the extra portion in case it gets too big and then you get the water feeder and all that so bottom line, that and the uh, the suit and the, the protective clothing, it, it's a, between eight hundred and a thousand bucks to get started. But then after that, it's there you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's really interesting. I, I a friend of mine here at the station, we uh, might have been the same flyer <laughs> that uh, that <laughs> we saw, been. and we were like, hey, well, this is kind of uh, interesting. And she's like, I'll tell you what, if you take a beekeeping class, I'll take it with you. 
And I'm like, oh, yeah. all right, well, that's uh, that's kind of cool, something to th- to think about. You know, it is, and that's what's one of the things they tell you. You know, get get somebody to to do it with. You know, um, Sylvia's uh, excited about it, and so she'll help out. My neighbor, mm-hmm. you know, I talked to my neighbors first if they were cool about it, and. Uh, Neighbors were like, oh, that is awesome. I love that. That's great. Oh, so, that's cool because, like, in, na- yeah. in some neighborhoods, people are little, might be a little skittish yeah. about that because they're, oh, the yeah. bees, they're going to sting yeah, me yeah. or my kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it's you, you, you never know what you're going to get. I've got some really neat neighbors. And, and so they're really excited and he'll come over and help. And, and so, you know, I got extra. Um, suit and stuff, so right. uh, my wife can help out. The neighbor can come over. I can set him up and show him the bees. You know, you know what? You that know, would be uh, come to visit. Yeah, not to invite myself to your place or anything, <laughs> but that <laughs> might be kind of fun when the weather gets you know gets warm out. I would love to come out to your your place if you'd have me uh, pop on the that. suit and yeah. uh, and and film it. I would I would like love to film it and uh, put it on uh, the on the interweb, uh, interwebs or something. Right, right. No, that would be great. Kind of, I'd love to have that you. Would be, yep. That would be a hoot. Me in a beekeeping suit. I, I'm telling you. <laughs> that, <laughs> that right there, that, that's webpage homepage. Oh, goal. I know. That's worth, <laughs> that's worth the price of admission, as they say. <laughs> wow. Well, that's really cool. Uh, now, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about in your long right. list of uh, hobbies is the scotch. Yes. So, you know, my wife just started working at a, a new company. It's a, it's a smaller company. It's a realty company. And uh-huh. we, I mean, just honestly, it's like we at home are either beer drinkers, wine drinkers, or maybe margarita drinkers, right? Those, right. Are, the, those are the three <laughs> drink food groups for us. But right. the people that she works with, uh, they're all into scotch, uh-huh. And I have never, I mean, I know that scotch is Scottish whiskey, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I, I've never, I could, I don't know that I've ever actually had scotch. I've had Irish whiskey and I've had, of course, yeah. you know, American whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never had scotch before. For some reason, I, I just always thought it was something else. Like it was right, right. something beyond just whiskey. So how did you get um, into scotch? I mean, was it something you came upon early in your life or you knew somebody who was into it or what? Well, that's a um, that's a fun story. And by the way, we will then, you know, a- after your visit's over, we will um, ha- have, a, have a touch. <laughs> have a touch? We're finished. That's right. We'll, have we'll you ever have thought about combining the, tru- the two, uh, drunken beekeeping? Drunken, you know, that's a reality show right there. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got involved with it um, kind of uh, two different ways. Um, We we lived over in in Germany, uh, Europe, for 12 years. And um, so we were, we've been around to the different countries. And I just, you know, I knew I had a taste for scotch earlier in my adulthood. Um, and I liked that. So I kind of keyed in on that because I was right there and it was easy to get to everything and it's far less expensive over there. Um, so it was easy to get to what I wanted. And I I had, I have a friend who was also, um, interested in it. And so, you know, it, it made, uh, part of the discussion and and conversations that we had worked together. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so it just opened up for me. 
Um, and I said, I want to pursue this. I want to learn more about the different types between single malt and blended and the different parts of Scotland that it comes from, whether it's from the coast or from the highlands. Um, and so I really enjoyed all learning about the different flavors and the, the, the types um, of scotch that are available out there. Right. And um, what I had, it's interesting, there's a few different scotches that once I have a taste of it, it actually elicits a memory, a good memory oh, from cool. earlier in life. And it's really awesome because as soon as you have it, not only have you engaged your, your, your sense of taste, and right. your sense of smell, but now I've engaged a memory. And uh, that's so interesting it, it that you. It's interesting that you say that because Rob, I also have a memory uh, that's elicited whenever I drink Jägermeister. Uh, well, there you go. <laughs> and it's and not. It's out. it's not necessarily a good memory. <laughs> no. A, a really rough night. Uh, <laughs> Yes. with the Jaeger, but I understand that, how a, a taste in your mouth of booze can bring back memories. Exactly. And see, that's a memory of, uh, that is one of the memories that built Todd Holt. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And so that's the funny. one that the, the memory gives me is um, camping with my kids and the smell of oh, the fire. yeah. And so I immediately go there, and it's such a good memory. That's nice. So it feels great. That's yeah. great. That's awesome. Well, yep. Rob, we've talked about so much, and I, I really appreciate it. I feel like I could keep talking to you on and on and on and on, but I want to try to keep these around like 20, that. 25 minutes or so. But um, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to chat with me, and maybe as we get closer you know, into better, better weather, um, yep. we can try to work this out. And uh, I'd love to come out and uh, experience beekeeping one day just to see what that's yeah. like. Oh, heck yeah. I'd, I'd love to share that with you. And of course, uh, afterwards, have a, oh, uh, have a, a, have a dram. Have a, yeah, have some scotch. <laughs> Rob, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Todd, it's been an absolute joy. Thank well, you very, very much. And like I said, it's a really great show, and I really do enjoy it. And um, I just, you do great work. So, well, thank you so much. Very nice. I appreciate it. Hey, it's Todd from the Evening Edge here on WHIO, weekday 6 to 8, Sunday 7 to 9. I'm not sure if people really like my show or just Casino Bells. I would really, really, really like Casino Bells because I love your show. I'm happy to oblige. I listened to 95.7 and I stumbled across your show several years ago and you put a smile on my face. It's pretty awesome. Can't believe I'm talking to you, long-time listener, man. Every time I come home, I turn your program on, man, lift my spirits, and, and you know what? You're the best. I'm grateful for you, bro. Oh, I appreciate that. We love your show. We listen to you as much as we can, and I've been just telling everybody about it. Everybody I tell, they say, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad you told us about that show. I love your show. It's a stress reliever, and thanks for all that you do. I'll keep listening. It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Locally grown, seriously funny. Weekdays 6 to 8 and Sundays 7 to 9. On WHIO. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.